The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is New Year's Eve. It is the last day of 2019. How about that, man? Unbelievable. We are here and excited to share our final slate of the year. Uh, I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And I get to do this solo with you guys, last go-around. I am really excited, and I have a big surprise at the end of the podcast. And I'm going to go through this podcast faster than normal because there are afternoon games, and I want to get this out there so you guys can listen to it and get ready to to play uh, if you're playing the all-day slate. Because there are two 3 p.m. Eastern a 5 p.m. Eastern, and then there's four night games, three at 7 Eastern, one at 8. So uh, the all-day slate, you know, we never miss a game here at at, uh, Hoopball DFS today. We have covered every game from FIBA to preseason to regular season, and uh, we're going to do the same thing through the postseason. So uh, I don't want to spend too much time giving out any of the my coach wisdom stuff. I want to just get uh, down and dirty here so we can make some money for our wonderful listeners. Um, you know, and right as we get started here, I just want to give a quick thank you to to everybody. I mean, it's it's been such a whirlwind. We're growing so fast. We've had such a fantastic response. And, uh, you know, couldn't, couldn't appreciate it more. I mean, it, you know, when you do this every day and we're doing seven day a week coverage, you think, okay, we've been doing this a while. It's only been a couple of months and, you know, the growth rate is just phenomenal. Um, please keep, you know, tuning in 2020 is going to be our year, man. We have unbelievable plans here at uh, hoopball NBA with the DFS side And uh, it's just going to get bigger and better and a lot more fun and a lot more money to be made. So thank you to everybody, man. Uh, You know, uh, Aaron Bruski and Dan Bespris at the home office at hoop-ball.com. My fellow pros, Mike Apatria, who we've become so close. We beat each other up all the time, uh, but it's all in love. Uh, we're, We're brothers, man. And same thing with Andrew and Miles. Uh, they're just doing a fantastic job. You know, it's just really great to have a team like this, uh, you know, and, and be so new at as we are. So uh, great stuff. So thank you to the listeners. Keep looking us up. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A, at, uh, Andrew is at Language Olympic, and Miles is at Miles6565. Everywhere everywhere you want to listen to hoops, DFS-wise, to win some money, we are everywhere that you can find a podcast for NBA. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere. Please rate, review, five-star, thumbs up, all that stuff. Get after it for us because we're building and building. 
Thank you for our presenting sponsor, MyBookie.ag. Get on there. Play those college bowl games. Uh, if you go to MyBookie.ag, sign up with the promo code DFS today, all one word. You get half of up to your deposit, all the way up to a thousand bananas. So if you put two grand in, you're getting a thousand free from MyBookie and our Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Our heart and soul from the beginning of our presenting sponsorship. So, okay, I got all that out of the way because I want it to be all basketball and then finish with my big surprise. So we're going after this slate. First game, 3 p.m., it is the Boston Celtics at the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, we have Boston, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. It's a 210 over-under. Right now, Jalen Brown has been ruled out, so he's not playing in this game. From a pace perspective, two of the slower teams, Boston is 22nd, Charlotte is third to last at 28th, and sort of opposite ends of the spectrum from a defensive side. Boston, now the third best, most defensive efficient team in the league, and uh, Charlotte 27th. So this game becomes interesting because... Uh, that Jalen Brown usage. He's been on fire. He's been playing great. And the question is, you know, where do you go with that usage? And I think it's probably going to be sprinkled a little bit, you know, uh, with Kemba Walker, a little bit with Jason Tatum. Uh, I think Gordon Hayward scoops some of it, though. He's uh, sort of been itching to get it going. It looks like he's about ready to pop for a good game. So he's really high on my list today. On the Charlotte side, I just really don't recommend anybody. This is a, uh, the lowest over-under, so you don't really want to load up on this game. Vegas knows their stuff. And, you know, Boston's defense with Marcus Smart being back now, uh, he'll be driving Devontae Graham nuts. And same thing with Terry Rozier. Uh, you know, Boston's bigs aren't good. So if you want to give a role at a P.J. Washington or someone like that, you know, one of their other bigs, Bismack or Zeller. It's just, to me, it's too risky, but those guys are in play. All right, game two, the other 3 p.m. start. It is the Philadelphia 76ers who have been on a long road trip playing at the Indiana Pacers. Uh, we don't have any player news as far as anybody out at this point. And uh, the uh, it's uh, Philly's actually one-and-a-half-point road favorite, and it's a 212 total. So very interesting game. Great game to watch. Is it a great game to roster, guys? I say no. I just see these two teams grinding, playing hard. Uh, again, you know, some of the minutes with Philly I don't trust because they're on a long road trip. I think they're going to try to uh, not extend anybody past what they normally do. Um, you know, Indiana uh, seems to have everybody playing. And, uh, again, they share the ball. I mean, they're good from all over the floor. Um, I, I love Sabonis usually, but, you know, facing Horford and Embiid inside, that is a tall task. So um, I, don't, I think I'm going to pass this game, guys. I mean, you know, they're 19th and 23rd in pace, so they're pretty slow, and they're 7th and 9th in team def uh, defensive efficiency. So you got two top 10 teams. Too many of these other uh, five games are, are way too – uh, better, I think, to clog up any spots with people from this game. And, you know, I'm 
again, uh, when I do the solo shows, I don't do them the night before. I like to try to do them as close to late morning as I can because I want to get all this updated info on the player news, the game totals, the, the lines, because it all has to do with building your lineup. So uh, that's why I'm hustling through the show today. I want to get it sound and ready for you, get it out there so you have at least a couple of hours, two, three hours before uh, even the first games start uh, the 3 p.m. Eastern games. So just to give you a little heads up there. Plus, you got to stay tuned till the end for my big surprise. All right. Game three, it's a 5 o'clock odd Eastern Standard Time game. New Year's Eve game, uh, obviously starting it a little early. Uh, it's the Clippers at the Sacramento Kings. Right now, we have Pat Beverly ruled out for the Clippers. De'Aaron Fox is probable, uh, expected to play for Sacramento. Clippers are a seven-point favorite on the road, and the over-under is 221.5. So you've got the second uh, highest over-under on the board. Uh, definitely some guys can be played from this game. Um, there, you know, it's, it's a tough call when both George and um, Kawhi are both in there. But certainly both playable. I mean, I, I wouldn't uh, fault, you know, fault you for going to either one of those guys. Um, if Sacramento keeps this game close, they both have the potential to, to smash on the slate. Uh, also, Montrez Harrell inside, I think his price has dropped dramatically. And he has a tendency to throw some monster games in there uh, when you least expect it. So I think he's, he's a good option. On the Sacramento side, you know, you've you've got that tough decision now with Fox and Heald and Bogdanovich and Bagley. I mean, there's a lot more uh, mouths to feed again, as I'll say, because, you know, when the, several of those guys were out and, you know, you could just uh, hone in on a Fox or a Bogdanovich or, you know, if there was only one of those group playing. But you do have a big group back now. Um, and to me, it makes it a little tough, especially when you're talking about uh, the fact that Sacramento is now playing at the slowest pace in the league. Isn't that nuts? And uh, the Clippers are playing pretty fast at fifth, but that's a little bit hokey because they get a lot of that off of their defensive steals, pushing it the other way. So, you know, that's that's a little bit of a concern there. And then defensively, uh, Clippers are 8th, Sacramento 18th. So defense is not that bad in this game, even though the over and under is the highest. So it makes for an interesting game. I think some people are going to load up on it. I, I wouldn't recommend loading up on it. I think if you uh, can pluck a few guys out of that Clipper side, uh, especially with Pat Bev out, that may help a um, little bit more usage for some of the guys, even though he's not a big usage guy himself. Uh, but from the Sacramento side, uh, for me, it's too much split. Too many people uh, need the ball, and Clippers are just too damn good defensively. So, okay, we're, we are smoking and going here, man. Boom, 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 boom. Seven, first 7 p.m. game. There's three of them. It is Cleveland Cavaliers at the Toronto Raptors. It is Toronto by nine and a half over under 218. And this game is interesting to me. I like this game. It seems bizarre, but 
I, I watched Toronto just play a really atrocious game at home the other night and, and lost outright to a very shorthanded Oklahoma City team. And I think they come out with a purpose tonight. Uh, you know, they want to end the year on a good note. I think they're terrific, uh, going to have a terrific game against a, a very lousy Cleveland defense. Um, the, the only, you know, concern, of, of course, is blowout. But if, if uh, with Love playing, Cleveland has a tendency to keep it uh, close enough uh, to get enough minutes from the guys that you need. So uh, I'm really going to hone in on this game. May have more guys from this game than any other. Uh, Cleveland right now, pace-wise, is 21st, Toronto 13th. So not the fastest, but both, you know, but Toronto's very efficient. Um, defensively is what catches my eye. You know, Cleveland is second to last. So that opens some things up for Toronto, even though they have a lot of guys out. You know, their their same guys are going to be out for a while uh, that have been out with, you know, Powell and Siakam uh, in that group. So Toronto's now second in the league in defensive efficiency. Uh, another reason to not jump on a bunch of Cleveland players. So interesting game. Uh, I think that it can be, a little bit more rewarding than a lot of people think. I think there'll be a lot of, of, of folks in the industry that really duck this game uh, specifically uh, since, you know, there may be concerned of a blowout. Um, all right. Second seven o'clock game, Denver Nuggets at the Houston Rockets. Uh, this is the highest total of the night. And obviously, with Harden probable and Capella probable, um, that is going to get everybody on the, the Harden Westbrook bandwagon. I think most people out there are going to have one or two of those guys, uh, especially with some of the later news that we have on some of these other games. Um, and, you know, but Harden is going to play, it looks like. Uh, we thought that the other night, and he didn't, but he was questionable. This time he's probable. Uh, and Capella coming back, probable. But uh, Houston is a four-and-a-half home favorite, which is not that much. So this could also be a close game. So, again, you know, is this a game that you load up on thinking it's going to be, you know, back-and-forth, tight game, high scoring? You know, very well could be. Um, for on the Denver side, Millsap's already been ruled out and Harris is questionable. Um, from a pace standpoint, Denver's the second slowest team in the league, Houston third fastest, uh, defensively Denver's all the way up to fifth, which, you know, those guys can defend Barton Harris. I mean, uh, they have guys all over and with Jeremy Grant, uh, playing, he's a shot blocker in Millsap Millsap spot. Uh, yeah, I think they can cause a little bit of trouble for Houston uh, in that sense. Houston 16th defensively, right in the middle of the pack. So this is one of those boomer bust games. I think either you sell out on it or uh, you, you you try to fade away on it a little bit. But uh, without question, I think Harden will be the highest owned player on the slate, uh, and Westbrook's going to get a lot a ton of ownership as well. Um, I'm not sure about the Joker on the other side. He's been playing some really stepped up balls, so I'm proud of him. I dogged him all year, but he's lost 20 to 25 pounds. He's moving better, and he's and the results are there. So 
you know, going into 2020 now, I am a Joker fan. How about that? Flipping the calendar and uh, and uh, going from there. So good stuff. Okay, two games left. Seven o'clock, final seven o'clock game. Interesting, massive amount of guys out for Golden State. We have Golden State at San Antonio. San Antonio is the biggest favorite of the night, 11 points. However, the over-under is only 216.5. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Russell is out. Uh, Bowman is questionable. Looney is out. uh, Pascal is uh, probable. And they have one other guy out. Collie Stein is also out. So they are playing very shorthanded. Uh, against a San Antonio team that really isn't that great on defense. These teams are 24th and 22nd rated defensively. So, you know, this game, could there could be some points, and they're 15th and 12th in pace. So, you know, if San Antonio blows them out because they're so short-handed, it could backfire. But, you know, I think you, know, you want to get a few guys on the roster from this game uh, you know, if if uh, they can hang within shouting distance uh, with, you know, there's going to be usage that, that the certain guys that play are really going to grab. You know, guys like Damian Lee, Glenn Robinson, uh, Draymond Green, uh, those are all really stout plays, in my opinion, because um, they're going to have to play 35 38 minutes with uh, only dressing like eight guys for this game. And uh, so, you know, I think there's some guys to be played on that side. We also know Golden State's defense is bad, especially being shorthanded. So you can always go to the red hot DeRozan and Aldridge. Both of those guys are in play. They've both been playing well. And certainly DeJounte Murray, who's uh, getting more and more of a role uh, seems like by the week, and he deserves to. The dude can play on both ends of the floor, and uh, you know Golden State doesn't really have anybody uh, to match up with him at all defensively. So uh, a game I sort of like. I think that uh, another under the radar game uh, that you know you have to have some interest in. Okay, last game on the slate and. It is an 8 p.m. game, so they're really pushing the envelope on the the new year here. Uh, It is Dallas at Oklahoma City. This is the second year in a row they've played the last game of the year. I don't know if that's going to be a new tradition or not. If it is, I may have to take the the roll up uh, from Dallas up to OKC. Uh, I used to go up there for business for like three years uh, every other week, so i I know that ride very well, and and that's a really fun place uh, to watch a basketball game if you've never been to one in at OKC. It's a college atmosphere. They always sell out. They're rowdy, absolutely terrific fans, and in a fun city. I, I really like OKC, but I'd go up there and be rooting for my Mavs, that's for sure. But that brings me to this really pain-in-the-neck game. Uh, Luca questionable. If you saw yesterday, uh, or was it the day before I, my days mixed together, he took out just a wicked fall on his back, looked like his head snapped back and hit the floor, but 
it wasn't the head part. It didn't really hit that hard. It was the back and hip that, that took uh, a pretty good wallop, and he's got some black and blue contusion stuff there. So he's questionable. Hardaway pulled a hammy. He's questionable. I doubt he's going to play, though. When I saw him grab the hammy the way he did, that's usually, you know, it takes a week or two to, to get over. So I'm worried about him playing. And Mr. Brokaw, they call him the accountant. He usually comes in and hits one or two threes a game. He's questionable. So Dallas a little shorthanded for sure, possibly. Uh, and then Oklahoma City remains shorthanded. Two of their better players, Gallinari and, Sh and Schroeder, are both questionable, uh, which they both missed the last game. So I guess a questionable is an upgrade. But, you know, how do you dissect this game? I have no idea other than the fact that, you know, you need news on this game to figure it out. So if you're playing an all-day slate, you know, don't go crazy on this game because we don't know what the outcome is going to be. You know, in cash games specifically, don't don't play on the if. You got to know what the situation is. You know, if you feel like somebody's really going to play and you play in a GPP, I can see, you know, taking a little bit of a risk. And remember, you know, you can play – I play four different sites. If you want to include some guys from these games that are questionable, play them on the, on the two sites that you can do late swap, and that's uh, Yahoo and DraftKings. Uh, the ones where you cannot make changes uh, are FanDuel and Fantasy Drafts. So that's where you got to be a little bit more concrete uh, at lock for those games. So I think I just crushed this. Uh, Mike Apatria, I told you I could do something with, look at this, seven, that was seven games I did like in a blink. And I just and I think we touched on everything, so I'm pretty fired up. This is my that's one of my New Year's resolutions. To the point, keep digging down deep, but let's let's get these games going. Let's point out who we like and who we're gonna fade, and uh, and just go from there. So anyway, that's that is the breakdown. I do have a surprise here and i decided since it's the last nba hoopball dfs show of the year i'm actually going to give out a full lineup uh just this one time and it's the fan duel all day lineup that locks at three eastern so i built this lineup before the show and here it is i'm going with Kyle Lowry and DeJounte Murray at the point guard spots. Uh, shooting guards, I'm going Fred Van Vliet and Damian Lee. At the small forward, it's Glenn Robinson and Gordon Hayward. At the power forward spot, I'm going with Kevin Love and Kristaps Porzingis because my concern is Luca's minutes or if he's going to play and I'm, I know Chris Stapps either way is going to do decent enough, so I think he'll be super low-owned. And then the sneaky, cheap $5,300 Montrez Harrell is always uh, a possibility to smash. So I did not use Harden in Westbrook. I know everybody's going to have him in everything everywhere. So, you know, I would build some lineups where you pivot and put 
uh, Hardner Westbrook in there, especially in some GPPs. But this is my cash lineup that uh, I'm going to put out there. Again, you know, I don't do the same lineup on every site because the builds are different. For example, the one I just gave you on FanDuel, there's more players than in the build, and there uh, you can't play multi-positional. So all the builds are different. The pricing's different. So play, you know, different things. I'll have Harden probably on two of the other sites at least. Uh, but I just love this build on FanDuel because it's not stars and scrubs. It's a really solid team from top to bottom. There's not one guy on this lineup that I'm concerned uh, has a low floor. Uh, I don't have a hardened guy that could put up 75, but I also don't have you know a scrub guy that you usually have to throw in there that may put up 10 or 15. So you know if everybody on this lineup that I threw out there, Lowry, Murray, Van Vliet, Lee Robinson. Hayward, Love, Porzingis, and Harrell get their 40. I think they all kick ass. So uh, there we are, man. Um, that is it. Um, I'm excited. I'm fired up. And uh, I really want us all to take down some stuff. It's been a fantastic year. Um, thank you again for listening in. Uh, we're going to continue strong seven day a week coverage uh and uh and get that out to you throughout the entire regular and uh postseason so uh again thanks thank you for being so loyal keep hitting us up on twitter thank you to our presenting sponsors mybookie.ag hit them up uh and uh, dfs today is the promo code half off up to a grand go after that uh, with a fury and, uh, and let's make some money. So happy new year to everybody. I hope you guys bring in the new year, uh, with some family friends, uh, or watching some hoops and just in enjoying the evening. So appreciate all of you. Uh, if you ever need anything, questions, concerns, issues, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I. Catch us on, you know, at hoop-ball.com. Click on uh, forums, uh, DFS thread, and you can keep up to date there as well. So that is it, man. I get to sign off the last 2019 show, and uh, I want to thank you for joining us on Hoopball NBA DFS today for our entire hoop-ball.com team and our pros, Mike, Andrew, and Miles. I am Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow in 2020 as we look to crush it in NBA DFS. Happy New Year. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.